Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Here in Key West, we were out before it was in. In this open and inclusive paradise, you can be yourself, make new friends, and savor our live and let live vibe. With LGBTQ plus friendly accommodations, our legendary nightlife, and year-round activities and events, it's always a good time to come as you are. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. From the home of TV news, interviews, and reviews, this is the Custard TV Podcast. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the Custard TV Podcast. I am Matt, um, I am not the editor and runner of the podcast, that is Luke, and this isn't Luke, this is Gary. Word up. Oh, well, you know, word to your mother. Word, word, leave my mother out of it, please. A word to Mrs. McNamara. How is Mrs. McNamara? She's all, I actually saw her earlier in the week. She's doing well. Oh, good. Have we, do we know her name yet? No, I haven't quite got round. I, I kind of need to, you know, I need to find the right moment. I can't just kind of, it looks a bit creepy if I go, by the way, what's your name? We should have done like a children in need thing where you like, our listeners could have guessed Mrs. McNamara's name. Yeah, and then do. you should have told her, yeah, it's for charity. I'm, I'm going to try and get it sorted for the Christmas special, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Get her on. Oh, Get no, her well, on no, 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 well, let's, let's, no. She, she might charge a fee or something, you know. I mean, oh. well, how much money is in the custard TV co- coffers these days, do you know? About two quid. Oh, okay, fair enough. I think Luke spent that on a couple of timeout bars and a woman's weekly. Yeah. Um, now, if you want to know where Luke is, uh, he is actually at the moment uh, in standby for the uh, new S Club 7 tour that's coming up, just in case Paul can't make it because... If anyone saw Sunday night's or Friday night's performance, he looked a little bit winded. Not, so not just in case, uh, perhaps he could stand in for Joe because she clearly can't sing anymore. Yeah, more on that later. Yeah. Uh, so uh, let's start uh, with the news, uh, and in particular, last night uh, BBC held a big event. All the sort of movers and shakers, apart from myself, Luke and Gary. Yeah, uh, but we invited. I know Luke went. I'm sure Luke went to this last year. Oh, fair enough. Um, the BBC DG, uh, Tony Hall, and Ben Stevenson, uh, the drama controller, who I think me, both of us have met. Have you met him before? Uh, no. Looks a bit like Michael oh, Sheen. I'm not glad hand. No. Okay. No. Um, basically, they, they were there to introduce a whole lot of new drama. I'll just run through them quickly. I don't know, yep. Gary, if you've had a look at these I've, as I've well. I've looked, but I haven't in depth. Now, Gary, you're great at guessing what's going to be a hit, because when we do these sort of preview oh, yeah. things in the past, in the past you, you've spotted such hits as Hunted. Yep. And by any means. Yep, two of my, <laughs> two of my biggest successes. <laughs> I did pr- correctly predict that Kylie would join The Voice, in my, in my defence. Yeah, but that wasn't like a preview, was it? That was a prediction. But anyway, right. uh, we'll start with uh, The Missing, which uh, I'm still in, very much enjoying. And Gary, uh, you're yep. on sort of a catch-up. I know that Luke, uh, when he's been away from uh, rehearsals, has told me that he's got into it finally now in episode three. Oh, so. Uh, the reason I mention it is because Harry and Jack Williams, the writers, have uh, doing another drama, four-part drama, 
Sounds a bit similar. This is a thriller set in the Highlands of Scotland, and it's about how a double murder this time rocks the lives of two mm-hmm. families living in rural Scotland. What they said, it's not as much about the investigation as it is about their families, which makes me think it's sort of broad churchy. Yeah, to, I, yeah to, to me that sounds broad churchy. I mean, I think... Broad church meets Shetland. Yeah, yeah. But I think, you know, they've proven themselves that they can write a decent mm. thriller. And obviously one of the things with The Missing that we're hoping for is a good conclusive ending. Yeah. But if they can deliver that, then I think one of us is definitely worth well, that. What I like about The Missing, and it's where it differs from Broadchurch for me, is that um, I'm not... That's not the primary thing in my head the entire time. It isn't what, you know, who's had yeah. a hand... Like, when we were watching Broadchurch, it was, who's Danny's killer, who's Danny's killer, who's Danny's killer? Yeah. This isn't the missing for me isn't so much that, and I, that's one of its strengths. I think that it's got that emotional depth to it, and I but think plus that's as well, what I, I, I don't. Get the impression from my watching of the missing that we know who the kidnapper was. The incident, no. you know, we're getting what we're getting is a story laid out on how it has affected them. Yeah. You know, how it affected them at the time and how it's affecting them now. Yeah. I, I don't know if this is more up your street. SSGB. I don't know if you know the yeah, novel well, by Led Dayton. Hmm. Um, this is adapted by Neil Purvis and Robert Wade, who have uh, written on the last five Bond films. Yeah, big um, Yeah, um, and it's basically a, f- a five-part thriller set in 1940s London. The premise is that the Germans won the Battle of Britain and that London is under Nazi o- occupation. So Yeah, I mean, there's, there's many a book and many a good short story about what happened to the Nazis won the war. This isn't the first, but this is apparently one of the better ones. It, I, I, this, to me, could come down to casting. You need the mm. right actors. I think the story's there, you need a good cast. Now, we talked about uh, earlier in the year the announcement that Waterloo Road was coming to an end. Uh, the, the drama that looks to replace it is Cuffs. I thought, I a... thought maybe this was just Crufts uh, getting a rebranding. <laughs> I don't know. Um, this is written by uh, one, the writer of one of Luke's favourites, Prisoner's Wives, Julie Geary. Mm. And this is an eight-part... Uh, it's described as a fast-paced and adrenaline-fueled cop show, and it's sort of focusing on the relationship between the officers and officers, officers and detectives, and the impact that this job has on their personal lives. So I'm thinking, sort of, sounds a bit like the Bill. Sounds, but set in Brighton, which makes it a bit different. Um, yeah, I, again, I, again, at eight o'clock, you you won't be looking at. Uh, too much of a crime drama. You, you're not going to get sort of, you know, death and murder, but... Yeah, I mean, they need replacements. I mean, they've lost... As you say, Waterloo Road is ending. They do need to think about the lighter side of drama. The Secret Agent, which is a three-part adaptation of Joseph Conrad's novel uh, by uh, Tony Marchant. Uh, basically, it's about a man who's a secret agent. I don't... <laughs> Again, it sounds good, but the the bit that puts me off is London, 1886. 1886. 1986, I could have dealt with, but 1886 is... uh... That's the same sort of time as Ripper Street. Yeah. Um, One that I think this will be your your pick of them. This is the number one. Um, At the moment called Undercover, but that could change. It's from uh, the creator of one of our favourites of all time, Silk. Yeah. And this is a political thriller with the lead character who's about to become the first black director of public prosecutions. Um, I'll just read the little blurb here. Yeah. Just as her life comes under intense public scrutiny, she, she discovers that her husband and the father of her children has been lying to her for years. Is he concealing her affair or is it something altogether more sinister? There should, it should be uh, sort of a more sinister, ah, 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 after it sort of thing. Mm. Yeah. Um, 
And then we've got the A word, which is by uh, Peter Bowker, who most recently bought us Marvelous, the Toby Jones. Hold on, can, let, let, let me just do the gag. Is this the prequel to the L word? No. Or the C word, which is coming soon, which is a cancer drama. Oh, okay. Um, and this apparently is based on, now it says on here, the Cachette International series. I'm not quite sure what that is. I think that's like a, a, a foreign channel or something. It might be so a bit I, like so I how, that up while you're, uh, how, you're... Like how Homeland was... Um, Israeli. Uh, Israeli before, wasn't it? Um, basically, a, a, a drama about a normal family who uh, whose life changes when their youngest son is diagnosed with uh, autism, uh, hence the A word. Uh, a funny and thought-provoking series about parenthood and childhood and what it's like to have a child who doesn't fit the mould. Uh, any any uh, well, Kesh- research? Keshet International is mm. uh, is definitely a a company. Mm. Um, they make they make television programs, but it doesn't give me any information about who what? about. Okay. Um, oh, uh, they, they, well, they're 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 American. Okay. Uh, but they're not. They're oh no, not here we are. Yeah. Keshet is the leading Israeli media company. Oh, there you Keshet, go. There you are. So this is an Israeli series, and they're doing the English adaptation. Indeed. Of it. They, they they made Prisoners of War, of which Homeland was an adaptation. Of, so you're well, quite, there you go. There you are. Um, Two uh, slight ones here. Animation uh, adaptations of Roald Dahl's Rhyme Stew and Julia Donaldson's Stickman. Mm. I'm sure we'll be looking forward to those. And finally, just one new commission for BBC Two, which is an adaptation of Ronald Harwood's The Dresser. And this will be uh, Anthony Hopkins and Ian McKellen uh, on screen for the first time together. You've unsurred them there, sir. Sir Anthony and Sir Ian. Thank you. If they were here, they'd probably... They'll be listening, I'm sure. Sir Anthony Hopkins, to give it the full trailer. Indeed. Uh, Ian um, McKellen. But um, this has been previously adapted to play a film, I think it was Tom Courtney and Albert Finney uh, in the 1980s. Yes. Uh, It's a good play, and I think these two will do it justice. Uh, Okay, so out of all of those... What Uh, what for me... For me, it is the spy one, the political thriller. Undercover. Uh, undercover that I think, you know, I don't think it'll end yeah. up with that title. But I've been hurt by Hunted before in the past, so uh, who knows? Don't, don't, uh, don't go putting any money on what I say. Uh, also at the event last night, we got the news that Luther would yeah, be returning. This is, uh, I was shocked when I heard it. Now, earlier in the week, there was an interview that um, Idris Elba was the interview, and he said that he'd like... Luther to return, and then like two days later, well, so, Luther's I mean, going to return. The interesting thing was is that the, the news that came first was actually out of uh, some American news sites. Mm, yeah, where they talked about you know Luther being remade in the states. Then I saw an American news site called TV by the Numbers report that BBC America would be showing the new two parters, and I'm like, what new two parters? So I think somehow the news had kind of got mixed up. But yeah, Fox are going to be remaking Luther, but Idris Elba's not likely to be involved in that. And uh, yeah, so this is going to be filmed in March next year, and we um, yeah. assume it to be aired by the end of 2015. I, I would have thought they'll all... put that on in the autumn. That would be their big autumn hitter. Uh, and also announced the last one was Top of the Lake. Yes. Uh, did you watch this all the way through? No, I, I've still got a couple of episodes left on my hard drive. Well, get get him done before series two starts. See, I'll get I'll, I'll get right on that. Some more sort of um, announcements about returning shows. Uh, Broadchurch two, which we talked about last week, um, 
more trailers airing in the breaks on ITV during I'm a Celebrity. Yeah. The new trailer featured Olivia Coleman talking about the events of Series 1. And uh, at the end, we learnt January 2015 for... Yes, that was the two. Right. If you haven't seen them, they are both on the Custard TV website, oh, so that, go there that now. www.thecustardtv.com That's the one, Gary. Really? Uh, and also all the news about the drama commissions. The last Derek is going to be shown in December. Uh, Ricky Gervais, that, uh, a little bit here and there, but never like religiously. Um, this I think I think is going to end with a wedding. Oh, right. uh, between the Carrie Godlin character and her other half. Yeah. Uh, ITV Encore. We talked about this a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. That they commissioned the. They've officially now announced the Frankenstein Chronicles, which is sort of a uh, different retelling of the Frankenstein myth, and that's starring Sean Bean. And then a new one, uh, Midwinter of the Spirit, which is about a seemingly innocuous village vicar who on the side moonlights as an exorcist. I don't understand why these aren't on ITV2. I don't understand ITV Encore. ITV Encore was always intended to have like new shows as well when we went to Edinburgh Peter Finch and was saying yeah I meant to about say, that. yeah but both of these it looks like they're going for sort of gothic dramas is their sort of hmm. you know because both of the like Frankenstein and like a priest who's an exorcist you know it's sort of that area isn't it it's, yeah they're odd I mean they could I suppose they're trying to make them almost sort of like American-y I suppose both of these you could easily see yeah being lots of American shows, couldn't you? Um, well, you know, Sean Bean, well known in America, so, yeah. you know. There's no cast announced yet for Midwinter of the Spirit, but it's a, it's a female lead, it's a female exorcist it's about. Right. Uh, following on about what we said last week, uh, Ofcom are investigating Dapper Laugh's ITV2 show after uh, 99 complaints. But the show ain't one, no? Okay. Yeah. Peter Kay has alluded to uh, the return of Phoenix Knights. He's going to make a big announcement about it soon. Yeah, might be a might be a stage version rather than a TV show. Well, that's right. Some the, people. The other interesting spe- thing that is that Paddy McGuinness this week announced that he's going to be starring in an ITV comedy sitcom. So mm. again, a comedy sitcom, a comedy sitcom, <laughs> as opposed to a non-comedy sitcom. So yeah, I, I don't know whether perhaps that news is mixed up in that, but Peter Kay hasn't yeah. done much on television for a couple of years. The only thing that some people online have been saying is that um, the reason they stopped doing them was because he fell out with the other co-writers, uh, Dave Spikey oh, and right. Neil Fitzmorris, and there is speculation that the announcement might just be. Uh, the the, the Blu-ray, Blu-ray, no, no, Blu-ray release or DVD release or something like well, that. Well, probably to it. be fair, Luke will probably you know uh, be right on that, and it will be up on the website, or it will not be, and you'll have to do it. Well, that's what that's what's been happening the last. Well, week, I know, yeah. While well, he's been, uh, well, he's he's getting down on the floor. Well, that's right. Uh, <laughs> okay, moving on to the reviews. Guys. Yes. Uh, <laughs> first of all, we wanted to touch on um, Ripper Street, which the third series. Uh, was released on Amazon Prime last week. Two episodes have been released. Previously, this had been on BBC, and this new third series will be on the BBC in the new year. Now, I was a newcomer to Ripper Street. I, oh, really? I had I watched. Watch I watched the first episode of series one and, and thought, thought, yeah, looks good. We'll come back to it, but never really did. And, and I, is it on the hard drive? Uh, no, no, no. Well, it's now on Amazon Prime, so I don't have to. Mm. Ripper Street basically is a combination of a police detective a police hard man and a doctor. 
Is that fair American enough to say? Doctor. Yeah. Yeah. Or... I mean, they've sort of this. I believe is set four years after the events of the last series. Um, yes. I sort of sporadically watched this. I definitely watched some of the first series, and I watched the end of the second series. It's Matthew McFadden, isn't That's it, in it. the lead? And he, his character is very straight-laced. Um, his wife died, I believe, in series two, and he's now sort of enclosed himself in the world of policing and yeah. catching the killers and stuff. Yeah, and he, he's based he, himself in Whitechapel and, and, and has, has sort of risen up the lengths of, to be a, a detective inspector. And... May, may, meanwhile, Jerome Flynn has been away and has come back and is now the same level as he was before this sort of yeah when we first met him he's like this bare knuckle boxer rough character you know but yeah first asked questions later and now he's sort of he got married in series two and he's now you know he's almost a reform character um but there's obviously it, they all sort of came together wasn't it like the first 10 minutes yeah. they were apart and then do you want to talk about the sort of the big incident? Yeah, the, the big incident was uh, it, it was that um, a group of people have got together. What you thought was quite a shady group of people have got together to rob a train, and in doing that, they made a mistake and sent two trains colliding into each other. Ironically, on the Whitechapel Bridge, right by where the police station, where Matthew McFadden character works. And ironically, Jerome Flynn's character was on the train, um, thankfully unharmed. And then, by some strange chance, the Doctor managed to be around not turn up at the same time. So it was not Doctor Who, obviously. Um, <laughs> also involved is this mysterious Obsidian company. Is it Obsidian? The like medical. Yeah, care. the medical company. Well, the um, the woman Long Sally. She's a she's a regular in it as well. Right. She runs. She ran the brothel. Oh I think right. She still does. That's what her accountant was saying. Like you know, we the her her main business was. Like a brothel, and at one time she right. was romantically involved with the American doctor. Oh. But now it seems to sort of, you know, finance all these different operations. She has turned to a life of crime, and I'm guessing that the well, yes, the story throughout is that, you know, Matthew McFadden is trying to prove that her accountant is dodgy and, yeah. and by association she is as well. It was very interesting. I felt I have to say I did find this quite good and thought that perhaps well now the decision is. Do I carry on with series three or do I go back? So I'm a little bit torn, but and I, you know, and I don't know whether I've, I've I mean, I don't know whether I've got the capacity yeah. to take on another new series. Luke is the big fan of this. Um, yeah, I always thought it was a bit too stylish. Uh, style over substance was my there was a, issue there was a little it. bit of that, but also there was a, a little bit of Sherlock in there. There was a lovely bit in the train guard station, especially the music. Yeah, the music exactly. Yeah, the Sherlock. music was very reminiscent, and there was a nice little touch. You know, there was this kind of like supposition of ideas it was very Sherlock-esque you know and Dr Watson like you know I think it might have been this or he might be handicapped or he might have a broken arm that was very but it flowed very nicely and it was quite gruesome you know they showed yeah. they showed quite a lot of blood and gore and I mean, the other thing on this is that Amazon Prime I think this was about an hour and eight or something like that yeah yeah it was just um, over an hour they will be cutting this down for the BBC to you know under an hour so but I think that here in Key West, we were out before it was in. In this open and inclusive paradise, you can be yourself, make new friends, and savor our live and let live vibe. With LGBTQ plus friendly accommodations, our legendary nightlife, and year-round activities and events, it's always a good time to come as you are. Key West. 
close to perfect, far from normal. I could have done with 10 minutes cut off this. I don't think there would have been any issue with yeah, it. I didn't and feel it went long. I must admit, I wasn't, uh, I wasn't watching the clock at the same time. So uh, the story, and because I knew, didn't know the characters, I, I suppose... I suppose it might have been a bit different for yourself, but you, you're going to stick with it maybe? What's I'm, I'm going to make or? a decision about whether I go back to series one or when I, when I do series two, but I'll probably watch the second one it's also out. Which is on there yeah, at the moment. Just to see how it progresses, because of course this this train episode one was a big one. It was a big incident. So will they carry that on? I don't know. Reading around on the comments as well on Amazon Prime, oh, yeah. it did seem that a lot of people were excited to have this back and I wonder if this is the start of Lifelines for UK shows to get a second. Yeah, I mean, I mean Ripper Street is a bit different in that it had the ready built sets already. It's all shot in Ireland, I believe. Luke went yeah, over. Yeah, Luke's I been there, I think. Too. So they had, you know, these sets already. It's it was sort of, it is an enclosed set for most of it. So they didn't. I don't think they had to sink that much I, money in. I and don't I'll... know that the ratings were so bad about this that they meant it had to be dropped. I mean, I'm not sure. Was it about four, four and a half million? About four and a half million. I think, I think possibly it was, the, the, possibly, was it on a Monday night or a Sunday? It was, it was on a Sunday night, the first series, and then I think the second series was on a Monday. I don't think Sunday night was the right spot for this. So possibly no. bad, bad commissioning. It was on like, it started over at Christmas, didn't it? Yeah, I think it in did. Yeah, you remember, yeah, I remember doing, talking about that. Interesting. So yeah, we'll, we'll, I'll certainly keep an eye on that. And we, we'd love to get your comments. Um, I suppose this would be a good point as any to say that you can contact us on Twitter. Uh, mine is at the Gary Show. You can contact Luke at, at Luke Custard TV and Matt's is at Matt's TV Buyers. Luke, I believe, is changing his to at Luke's getting down on the floor. Right. Yes, of course. Have you told your friends about this podcast? No. Well, tell them now. The Custard TV live. This weekend saw the return of I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. Uh, again, the word celebrity used in inverted commas. Um, I did watch the first episode, which I found quite interesting, but unfortunately I'm not as interested in the, the day-to-day doldrums of a camp. I quite liked the way in which they introduced the two camps as we talked about last week. It, yeah, it was a bit different this year. Yeah, and, and it reminds me very much of like an older Big Brother. You know, they did a, a Heaven and Hell in Big mm. Brother. It kind of reminds me a bit of that. Um, obviously, Ant and Deck, smooth, clinical, wonderful in their delivery, really give the show some vibrancy. For real, though. For reals. For, uh, for really. Uh, whatever. And, um, <laughs> and, and I think they picked interesting people this year. I think Michael Burke was the one that stood out in mm. episode one. I mean, a lot, they all seem, apart, I mean, Gemma's left now, I think everyone knows yes. that. Uh, apart from Gemma and uh, Nadia, I mean, she's an attractive girl, but I wouldn't have pegged her as a model. She doesn't have that sort of modelly air about her, does she? No, no, she's not, a, she's not a girly girl model, but then, of course, she does jump at everything. The, the Gemma Collins thing, I suppose, we have to acknowledge. This, to me, seems really almost like... I, I really feel this is like a stunt or something. If anybody has watched anything or any knows anything about this woman from her past, she clearly wasn't going to survive in the camp. Even if she'd been on the nice side, not the nasty side, she jumps at her own shadow. I think she's got some issues, though. She's got, like... Yeah. I mean, as I say, I watched a couple of series of the show, and she seems to be the one... Obviously, her weight is one of the issues and stuff. But there's been... You know, if you're starved of food... Yeah. If you're starved of food for a couple of days, and you might... You know, if you're used to eating on a regular basis, and then you're eating porridge... But to me, it was like... 
she didn't get she didn't want to throw in the helicopter to jump out of the plane but to jump out fair enough I yeah. don't think any of them really wanted to jump out of the helicopter she got scared climbing through the jungle to me it's like if you can't even get to the camp that's, yeah. what's the point it's just don't Oh, I don't know. I, I, I really was struggling with, with that. I, that, to me, was... But yeah, and apart it, it from dominated the first few days, didn't yeah. it, really? So what's happening with Gemma? She's... Oh, she, I don't know. Drama quitting, she really... I'm very sorry if I've let anyone down or if I've caused any ag, but I have to look after number one. I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here. Can't do it. I have to go. No, she won't leave. I don't think she will. I have to start living my life the way I want to live it. And this is not it. I think now, favourite for me, probably Mel Flight. She's sort of... Possibly, yeah. Really on the ball. You know, she got in that, that split with her and Jimmy Bullard. She was in there and she was like, go on, Mel. Yeah, I mean, she certainly <laughs> took command of that situation. The other person I'd say is I reckon Carl Fogarty because he just gets on with it. Carl Foggy Fogarty. Carl Foggy, yeah. Why he has to have two... You know, why, why his nickname has to be his middle name, I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm not going to be watching the rest of the series. If you Luke know, does turn up, I will, I will be surprised. I might watch at that point. <laughs> I'll be I don't know how far down he is on the list. Or if Luke is replacing Paul from, uh, you know, yeah. S Club Seven, maybe That's Paul from S Club Seven. Yeah, yeah. Last week there were some children in need. I'm sure they're still in need now, but they've now received a huge bunch of cash from the British public. My problem with this, and Luke and I had a bit of a, a sort of a, 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 a argument, not an argument, we almost agreed actually, to be fair. We had a, a conversation on Twitter. The problem with, with these type of shows, and it's a bit like award shows, they end up being about a collection of moments, rather yeah. than an entertaining television Well, program. I mean, award shows, you've got you know, a continuation. The thing is, with the, with the telethon, is that you've got the bits that everyone wants to see. Yeah. And in between, you've got the harrowing films. You've yeah. got... Which is why... Jordan Need as well has got the... Let's see what happened where you live. You the, know, the, yeah, the local the local bit. So, <laughs> can you, What were some of the highlights? Because I didn't watch this, I have to admit. I mean, I've watched Bits and Bobs. Uh, highlight for me... Well, we have to talk about it first, because I've been sort of hinting at yeah. it. S Club 7. Re- reunion after... The, t- 11, 10, 10, 11 years? I don't oh, know. Gosh, I don't know I don't when know. they split up. Yeah. I think 2002, three they split up maybe, so about 11 years. Yeah. Um, this was their big return. You know, they snubbed the big reunion and all that, and, you know, we're going to come back and make our big return. Uh, Joe O'Meara. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, it, for somebody for somebody who at the time was the, the singer in S Club 7, wasn't she? She was the one. Yeah. You know, I mean, Rachel it, Stevens it, was the eye. Candy. Yeah. Uh, and I have to say Tina. though, I Candy Tina is looking. Yeah, when did that happen? Yeah, she sort of uh, matured with age, as old Tina. Indeed, she's doing her dance. She's like a fine wine. Uh, Tina's doing her dance. The one, as we say, that, that looks the ropeest is Paul. I mean, to me, the, the lads were always. I don't know. I think yeah. I think Joe singing Breach. If if Luke's editing this together, if you could just yeah, pop in a bit of Joe O'Meara singing the beginning of Reach. Until she gets to the bit where she goes, sing along! When the world leaves you feeling blue, sing it! Fair play to Bradley, because Bradley sounded good. Yeah. The only, I mean, Bradley, Rachel, and Joe seem to be singing live, the rest of them seem to be miming. 
the dancing was a bit all over the place. Paul in particular, I don't know if you've seen the Vine, where yeah. they put it next to uh, David Brent. Oh, gosh, did they? Yeah, no, I mean, ironically, the they've now, they've now sold out the O2 and are mm. announcing a second London show. So yeah. let's not, let's not, you know, I mean, there's obviously a market for this. I mean, it is nostalgia and it's sort of of my era, as you know, you know, I was in my teens when they were sort of first starting, bring it all back and, and S-Club, don't stop moving to the S-Club beat. I watched one version of this performance, you know, when it was on, and then I watched, I watched it again. And it seemed they seem to have sweetened the audio on the clips, uh. um, and put the audience track up louder. Just, but it, Joe still sounds awful. Yeah. Less pressworthy were that Boyzone were also on the show, and they don't, you know, sing together very much anymore. I don't know if you've seen a picture of Shane Lynch recently. His beard, for God's sake. Let's have a look. Let's type Shane Lynch into the internet. They they did look like four fat dads who got up to do karaoke at a wedding. I have to say. Uh, Mikey in particular was looking a bit rough here. Oh gosh, yeah, Shane Lynch. Gosh, right there. If you type in Shane Lynch beard, my word, that's impressive. They raised an awful lot of money. It was their record amount, wasn't um, it? Let me just find out how much they raised. Uh... Shall I, while you do that, some girls was back this week. Yeah, it won't take long uh... to talk about this. Um, I watched it this morning. Uh huh. I would say it hasn't got any worse. <laughs> it hasn't got any worse. I suppose that's not a bad idea. The bad thing. It's just now. It just seems they're doing the same gags. The lead girl who was presented as quite a smart cookie is now, as at the end, agreed to marry her really thick boyfriend who was dropping out of school. Uh, there was a scene where a girl got her hand stuck in a um, post a letterbox, mm. trying to get her phone back. Um, there. There was just oh, <laughs> I'm reliving it, Gary. Uh, yeah. I, I I mean, if unless you you're new to this podcast, uh, Matt Matt received probably some some almost akin to death threats, I would say, uh, after his original Some Girls review, of which some people obviously felt the opposite of his opinion. Uh, for reals, though. For, for reals, we're allowing you to say this, uh, you know, because we've arranged some armed guards to to look after you and take you to work tomorrow. Oh, that's all right. So you, I'm you're, not. You're I'm okay. not. I'm actually. You are you going to be? What, are you going to be putting some words together on the? I am actually going. Oh. I am actually going to London tomorrow, which is where it's filmed. So. Hear me. Be very careful. You know. I'm actually I going to meet up I can't with you, Gary. Security in London. I'm not Boris yeah. Johnson. Yeah. I, I'm meeting up with you tomorrow, Gary, because I'm going to a screening where Michael Ball is attending. Oh. <laughs> if you could get an autograph, that'd be great. Um, and moving on. One right. thing, the other thing I oh, would God, say yeah. about some girls is that now the problem now is that they look too old to be playing college girls. They, they, I mean, they were too <laughs> old when it started, but now you know, three series. Beverly it? Hills nine oh two one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Glee right. sort of thing. Indeed, The Apprentice. Da, 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 da. Um, I was wrong. Yeah, weren't you? This week saw the first task I remember where it was five on five. I think the teams have now got down. We got down to the final 10, which to me is kind of like where almost The Apprentice starts anyway. You know, as you say, although we had 20 candidates this year, we're in week seven already. Yeah. Um, Interestingly enough, you got more of the uh, denial versus Mark feud. Mm -hmm. Do you reckon that's why Lauren left? Yes. Because they wanted another week of those. Because I don't think Lauren deserved to leave. I don't think Lauren deserved to leave, but I'm not sure what Lauren did. I have to agree with what... I think they should have... I I don't know. She should have had one more week 
Though apparently she has complained about poor editing mm. being a I problem. I would agree that, I mean, A, she shouldn't, I reckon Daniel and Katie should have been brought back in because it was the branding that, that lost them the time. Katie, no, I, Mark was never going to choose Katie because... The, yeah, the I know, point. but what so, I'm saying is if you go with, you know, Lord Sugar asks, who is responsible for the failure of this task? Yeah. The branding was the failure. Katie yeah. and Daniel were on the branding side. Yeah, although to be fair, Lauren's pitch was bad and it did contribute towards some bad mm. comments. But again, you know, you could say, well, apart from... Why did Mark take her there in the first well, place? Well, yeah. Just because he didn't want yeah, to take Yeah, it's a good Dan point. I mean, I, I, I don't know if you watched uh, the, the, the second... The episode You're fired. fired. Yeah, uh, I did. She did kind of play along with the idea that perhaps she was scapegoated from the beginning. Some of the and I mean, everyone agreed that she shouldn't have gone. There was, yeah. you know, but but I would say, you know, it was kind of an obvious that Mark was going to be the project manager. So hmm. she didn't, but, and it, you know, but again, that that showed a little bit of weakness in his character. He lied basically, or embellished yeah. to get that. Mark's not always right. That's Mark, his name's Mark Wright as well. In- Indeed. And on the other side, uh, the, the winning team uh, who had uh, Big Dog. Uh, I, don't dog, dog I don't know if that's just Paul's nickname, Big Dog. Uh, so, Paul? Is it Paul? James? James, sorry, that should be James's nickname. <laughs> and once again, the double act of Sanjay, Sanjay, Sanjay and Sonny not really doing much. Although you saw a bit of the whinging, Sam. Sanjay had a bit of uh, fr- fracas with with um, Bianca. I just don't think Who? he liked. I just think he wanted to go to New York, but yeah, uh, Bianca, uh, I think stepped up this week, delivered yes. a good pitch, and I think after two shaky weeks, she's sort of signalled herself out as a potential favourite again after making uh, a couple of silly mistakes. Ironically, um, on the on the Your Hired program, uh, the the overwhelming favourite of the audience was Rosheen, Zombie Eyes. I like Rushi, but I'm again. Not, I'm not. I, I haven't seen enough of her to know if she's a serious contender. She's yeah, a nice person. Think... Moving on to previews. Um, not many this week because the nearer we get to Christmas, no more new shows. Really no, no, so, no. First off, on the 21st of November, which I believe is tomorrow, uh, you can upload on Netflix the third series of Lilyhammer. This is a cross US stroke Nordic noir show uh, featuring a mix of subtitles and speech starring uh, Steve Van Zandt, who not only uh, was uh, in the um, uh, band with um, Bruce Springsteen, but also on The Sopranos. He's a US mobster hiding out in the aforementioned town of Lillehammer. I enjoyed the first series. I must admit I missed the second. So if that's on, I I might actually watch this. Not really one for your Luke, I would have said. Um, if I'm honest. Posh people inside Tatler. Uh, Tatler is a very posh magazine, the Elite mm. magazine, as it says here. And this is one of those fly-on-the-wall documentary series. Right, inside, we had uh, Iceland last year, didn't we? We had Claridge's the year before. So. Right, and there's, what, isn't there one, there's one on... KFC. Uh, there's, yeah. there's one on Channel 4 at the moment. Is it Liberties? Liberties. Liberties. I quite like Liberties. I, I think it's a bit of sort of guilty pleasure viewing because it's sort of... The, 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 I've never been in Liberties, but it looks like sort of almost like a Narnia type place. You know, it's all wooden and it's got all these sort of fantastical, you know, displays and stuff. And it just looks... It looks good. Interesting. And lastly, on the 26th, which I think is something like Friday or Thursday next week, uh, you've got The Legacy, which um, is being shown on Sky Arts 1. So it might be a t- tougher for some people to... <coughs> pardon me, to, uh, to, to hunt down. But it's a Danish thriller... Um, and when I went to see The Killing and there was a Q&A afterwards, 
they pointed at this as the next big Danish programme. Now, yeah. I don't believe it's had quite the heavy heights that, that perhaps the killing and the bridge and Borgen had, uh, but yeah. it's about four adult children who gather to divide their, their parents' estate um, and, and, and problems ensue. There was a lot of that in the sort of um, the original sort of Nordic noir, the, the, the dragons, was it the... Uh, Girl with the dragon tattoo. There was a lot. Of oh yeah, yeah, there was a lot yeah. of dividing estates and families and issues in that. Yeah, definitely in the girl with the dragon. Also on Sky Arts. I'm not quite sure when it's on, but uh, the second series of Psycho Bitches uh, is on next week, Indeed. which is sort of a comedy sketch show with a lot of actresses playing uh, historical figures, and Rebecca Front is playing um, like a psychiatrist, hearing their their problems. I, I'm disappointed uh, with the fact that, that it's on Sky One, uh, Sky Arts One, because I was hoping it might get an airing on BBC Four or something like that. So, uh, the legacy. Yeah, re- read into that what you uh, what you will. So, okay. So there end the uh, podcast. Yeah. Um. Obviously, as Gary mentioned, Twitter at uh, the Gary Show for himself, at Matt's TV, TV Bites for myself, and uh, at uh, the Luke. No, what is it? Luke, Luke, Luke in the Luke Custer TV. Uh, we're on Facebook, uh, Facebook.com/slash the Custer TV. Uh, Instagram. If you like this podcast and would like other people to enjoy this with their ears, uh, or, <laughs> um, or their hands, or their that's eyes. Tell your friends. But mainly with their ears, because we're audio, we're not visual. Oh, yeah, yet. that's true. Yeah, you'll, you'll, 2015. I've got to wait standing. So we'll be back next week. I don't know if Luke will still be on the S Club tour, you know, doing the dancing, getting down on the floor and all that. Yep. Uh, but we'll while Luke gets down on the floor, Gary will be singing out for some more with a song to end the podcast. Well, tonight. it's been mentioned a couple of weeks. I, I, if I've obviously been topical, I would have done something like Reach. But I'm worried, because if I'm better than Joe, then they might enjoy me. So it would be difficult. So uh mentioned a couple of weeks ago on the podcast that uh, we had a particular episode where Lord talked about a lot about vasectomies. Um, mm. And it stayed with me, uh, that particular. So um, this, is, this is a song by The Cutting Crew. <laughs> oh, I just died in your arms tonight. It must have been something you said. You shouldn't have walked away, should have walked away. There should be a guitar bit in there. I've messed it up already. Sorry, bye. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah. Goodbye. Bye. Download this podcast from thecustardstv.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.